G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Vision Christian Radio is all about connecting faith to life. From inspiring stories about the struggles we all face, to helping you understand the issues going on in the world, to clear and understandable Bible teaching, all peppered with great Christian music, the latest news, and even a few laughs along the way. You're about to experience just a small part of what we do. For the full experience, tune into a Vision Christian Radio FM or AM station near you. Listen online at visionradio.org.au or download our free app. Well, the debate over abortion is about to heat up in Australia too. In Victoria, abortion laws are described as the worst in the whole world. In May, a bill will be debated in the Victorian Parliament called the Infant Viability Bill. Uh, Let's get some insights into how those things are progressing in the state of Victoria. Jenny Stokes from Salt Shakers joining us as we do at the regular catch-up on a Thursday. Hello, Jenny Stokes. Welcome along to 2020. Hello, Neil. It's great to be back. Well, Jenny, as you've heard this introduction and uh, talking about what is in the news headlines overnight in the United States, Donald Trump uh, taking a pro-life stand and uh, he in the past has uh, taken some alternative positions and then uh, back in 2011 apparently had a change of mind. Uh, But things are about to heat up in the Australian discussion about abortion. It's a very significant thing, this infant viability bill. Well, that's right. And so what we've got is is similar in some ways, although we would say that uh, because it allows abortion up to birth and really no restrictions other than having two doctors sign off on that, and uh, social and other reasons can be considered for that. It doesn't just have to be medical emergencies or other things. So really, if you look at the law itself, it allows um, quite free reign. And those two doctors could be two abortionists. So we don't have to have um, you know, very independent um, medical opinions at that point. And so really what the abortion law does is allow abortion um, to 24 weeks with no reason given at all, just on the request of the woman, and after 24 weeks with the permission of two doctors, but a range of reasons can be um, approved, including social and financial and other things that have actually been part of previous legal decisions. Uh, certainly in New South Wales had those. So it allows um, you know, really not much there. There's also been a number of other concerns a lot of things were put up by the politicians, the pro-life politicians at the time in 2008 to have amendments that would have um, sort of lessened it, if you like, um, that impact once, it, once the bill, bill itself is going to go through. Things like having an aesthetic for the baby. If, um, you know, when it's known that babies actually ha- uh, experience pain, especially the research shows after 20 weeks, then having an, an, an aesthetic. And it's interesting in Utah where they've, they've got Roe v. Wade, it allows abortion sort of on request. Uh, Utah has actually just passed a law that actually requires doctors to give the, the infant um, an anesthetic before an abortion is carried out, recognising that there is pain experienced. So that's one thing. Uh, things like doctor's conscience. So although doctors aren't required to do the abortion themselves if it's against their conscience, the law actually requires doctors in Victoria to refer to the woman to a doctor who they know will actually uh, approve or perform the abortion. And that's really against the doctor's conscience because they don't want to have to facilitate that in any way. 
um, things like parental notification, all, all sorts of things that were tried to be put in to you know, pull back the impact of that. And so over the last, um, I guess it's, uh, that was 2008, so seven years, there's been some talk about, well, what sort of bill could the Liberals put up, the Coalition, the Conservative pro-life MPs, what sort of bill could they put up to try and draw it back a little? And some of those efforts had focused on the doctor's conscience issue, but nothing's ever been put to the Parliament. Um, it's always been seen to be too hard or they haven't got the votes or whatever. So what's happened this time is that um, Dr. Rachel Carling Jenkins is a DLP, Democratic Labor Party member. She's the only one in the party in the Parliament. And she is actually very pro-life, very pro-family. And she has actually put forward this bill to try and draw back um, you know, the extreme nature of the abortion law in Victoria. Jenny, she is being seen as a real champion, someone who's actually prepared to uh, put reputation, uh, put everything on the line to say, let's stand for these unborn children. And uh, this infant viability bill, considered to be the first time in decades uh, that there's been a real opportunity to rein in some of these controversial abortion laws. Uh, She really is a champion, going to need a lot of support as she goes through this time, right into uh, towards the end of May when the Victorian Parliament will debate this bill. Well, well, that's right. And and the thing is that it actually tackles the abortion bill from a different view. So it's not about abortion in the first instance. What it is is an infant viability bill. So what it's saying is that we know from medical research that infants are viable if they're born at a certain time, and that's soon after 20 weeks. So she said it at 20 weeks. Let's not try 20 weeks. That's what's happening around the world. But certainly by 22, 23 weeks, pre-born babies can live with the right sort of help and um humidity cribs and actual help with premature babies, we know they can live. So really it's aimed at saying that if a child could be born alive and live, then we should be able to protect that child and give the child the ability to live because they could live on their own. And so that's really the focus of the bill. And it's interesting that when Rachel and when others talk about it from that perspective, it's like, well, why would we want to kill a baby who would have the opportunity to live? So it becomes... It takes it out of that realm that, you know, sort of the feminists and others might say, you know, it's a woman's right to do what they want. But if you've got a baby that's viable, able to live on their own, then that actually changes the perspective. So it's been targeted at that. So uh, um, in the introduction, they actually say abortions would no longer be allowed from the 20th week of pregnancy. Uh, Infant viability will be promoted and supported. All infants born alive from the 20th week of pregnancy onwards, including as a result of a medical emergency, must be cared for with the intent to save the infant's life. Um, Those sorts of things are part of what this bill is about. It's interesting when you talk about uh, Donald Trump's comments about, you know, is a woman liable or responsible? Now, in the abortion law that we have, there is no penalty at all for the woman at any point. And so because that's the current situation, this bill doesn't seek to criminalise the women who actually have an abortion, but the medical practitioners who actually carry that out, um, they would actually be responsible for that. So it puts the focus on them, not on the woman herself. There's a... There's a process working through here, isn't there, Jenny, Uh, where the bill, uh, well, the exposure draft, it's been released this month. Uh, Next month, there's a second reading, and uh, there's a plan there for that second reading uh, of the bill uh, for the Victorian Parliament. Then May is going to be the time when uh, when things are really going to be uh, interesting when it comes to the debate on the bill. 
this uh, this timeline, there is a there's a major preparation here, and it's taken a long time to get this bill from its inception right to a point where it can be actually debated in the parliament. Uh, this is uh, there's a, there's a positive in that. I'm just uh, just getting your uh, thoughts too. The positive in that is that there's time to prepare support for how this will be talked about in the media and in the parliament. Well, that's right, and it's certainly. Uh uh, Rachel actually announced that the um, March of the Babies last year, in October last year, which was actually the you know the the annual march that's held to mark the passing of the abortion law reform bill, and she she mentioned then it was going to happen. She introduced it uh, late last year, just to say I'm introducing and uh, the. Uh, my notice of bringing the bill, the bill hasn't been published at this point. Um, she's put out an explanation of what the bill will be about. But so the important thing here is that uh, there is that timeline that's sort of happening. So currently where they're at is actually collecting petitions. So collecting petitions from uh, asking people to get the petition forms, print them out, get signatures in Victoria. So this is just Victorians. But if you're not in Victoria, you can let your Victorian friends know about it and get them to do it. And that petition process is coming to a close next week. So there's still time to do it. Or if you've been collecting signatures and it's sitting on your bench at home, now's the time to pick that up and to get that sent into the 20-week movement office, which is organising the campaign. So that's where we're at at the minute. The next little phase is, and it's all detailed on our campaign page on our website, and it's linked from the front page. Uh, what, what you can do there is to actually start writing to your MP. So you're, you've got one member in Victoria in the lower house in the assembly and five members in the legislative council to actually make personal contacts through either a letter or, or visiting them to actually talk about the bill and how that's important. So remembering that it's about the viability of the child uh, rather than that focus on abortion per se. So that's how we're approaching our MPs. And in the lead-up to the debate, because once the politicians come to a debate, that'll be debated in May, and sometimes in advance they're setting their, their minds up, so that's where we need to be talking with the politicians in that lead-up. And then during the debate, obviously, um, politicians will probably have firmed up their position some of them in advance and some of them during the debate, but um, that's an important time when it will actually be debated is the end of May. The idea of volunteers needed, Jenny, uh, when we talk about those petitions, and, you know, you're talking about some, you know, paper petitions, and that's the way we always used to sign a petition. Of course, people are signing online petitions today too, and that uh, doesn't need paper. But but uh, the idea of volunteers needed to assist in this process, and uh, you're talking about the 20-week movement, uh, how do people connect with all of that and uh, to actually uh, be able to participate in a, in a significant and substantial way? Well, the 20-week movement has been set up to organise that campaign. They've got a project officer, Marianne Hadlick, and there's an email address, infantviabilityact at gmail.com, so you can contact them by email. Uh, you can send them a message. There's now a website set up for that specifically, which is infantviability. Um, infantviability.org.au so it's a website with all the information as well as we've, we've put up the information ourselves on our website so all of that's there to actually get it, get involved and what they were looking for with volunteers as well and certainly you know in the in the last few weeks but and now we're getting to the stage of getting the petitions sort of finalized but but still getting volunteers within the local electorates to be an electorate coordinator, so to make sure that you've, you're connecting with churches in the area, getting people involved, getting them to go and see the local member, that sort of thing. So to actually have people 
um, with set tasks so that they know that people are actually going to see their MPs and are, and are in touch with the overall body and trying to be a little more organised and a little more um, targeted at how that's carried out. So, yeah, if we can have volunteers in electorates and then in the upper house regions, which is sort of a regional captain and they're looking after the electorates in that region, that actually helps them to get organised. And I know they haven't got all the electorates and regions covered, so if we've got people in Victoria who'd like to be involved in that, there's, there's always a spot for that as well. And uh, as you were saying, you'd like to have people in all of those regional centres and uh, the idea of regional captains, uh, the, uh, also the additional idea of getting a thousand signatures from each region. And for those listeners outside of Victoria, if you know someone in Victoria, the encouragement there to be able to get those people that you know within the state of Victoria to become involved in it. Uh, Jenny, as you reflect on just how important this bill is... Uh, this would be a time uh, when people ought to just uh, be saying, well, I won't just be complacent here. This is a time for action. Uh, as you contemplate what might happen with this bill, uh, how does it look if, if everything goes the right way? Well, I think it's um, certainly the feedback we've had by talking with the team is that people actually find it difficult when you actually start to talk about infant viability to actually say no one opposed to that. Because if you're talking about, you know, a viable child that could be born, could live, um, you know, to actually turn around and say, no, we want that child killed through abortion is actually quite a confronting thing to actually have to do. It's not just saying, oh, well, it's a woman's right to have the abortion and we're not really thinking about what happens to the child. But if you actually focus on the child, it actually changes the dynamic. And certainly the feedback that uh, Rachel and her team have been getting is that um, there's actually been quite a lot of support for that, more so than perhaps you know they found with the abortion bill itself. So it'll be interesting to see how it goes, and um, you know the numbers could be close, and it'll be interesting, um, as we said, once it actually gets into the debate in the parliament. Um, but the the key is winning the hearts and minds beforehand, because by the time it gets to the parliament, the politicians will often have committed uh, their mind. Is the same as we were finding on the same sex marriage debate. Once once a politician has been lobbied by the Australian Marriage Equality and the homosexual groups, and actually come out on the record saying they support same sex marriage it's really, really difficult to get them to change. And by the time it gets, if it got to a vote in Parliament, for instance, and they've already made a commitment, then they're not likely to change. So the important thing is to actually get to them, talk to them, um, engage with politicians before that actually comes up. And as I understand it, uh, politicians on both sides are going to have a conscience vote. So uh, if ever there is a opportunity to help to wind back some of those dreadful laws in Victoria, this is it. Well, that's right. And we certainly know that the coalition would generally have a, co a co conscience vote on that. And Labor actually have... Um, they have in their national platform that on life, life issues. And it actually came up in 1984 when they actually added the right to have an abortion to the Labor platform, and that, that occurred. In order to get that through, they actually have a provision, a specific provision in the national platform of the Labor Party that this, this provision is not binding on members of parliament. And so that's actually quite significant on life issues. That's why you usually get a life, uh, a conscience vote on life issues 
in the Labor Party. So it'll be interesting to see how that plays out and if they, they actually do. So that'll be great. Well, Jenny, as you say, there's lots of good, informative detail on the Salt Shakers website. So I encourage listeners, uh, simply Google Salt Shakers and you'll be able to find out about that infant viability bill and uh, with all of the activity that's happening now in Victoria with the rousing of people's attention uh, of getting those signatures on those petitions and uh, being able to volunteer in some way to make a real difference. Uh, So just simply Google Salt Shakers and you'll be able to find more details about that infant viability bill and you'll be able to follow along the activity that's going on in the lead-up to when that bill is debated in the Victorian Parliament. Jenny Stokes, always good getting your insights and uh, thank you so much for being with us again today on 2020. Great to be with you now. Before you go, thanks for listening. There's lots more great audio on demand or you can listen to us live at visionradio.org.au And remember, Vision is listener supported. Your donation, large or small, will help us continue connecting faith to life for hundreds of thousands of people across Australia and around the world. Learn more or donate today at visionradio.org.au.